Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. Hi, I'm Shayna. And I'm Bryce. And welcome to Charmed, Charmed, a Spellcast. Hey you listening there, have you heard about the witches with the really nice hair and a penchant for 90s style and kicking ass and taking names when names are worthwhile and knowing how to fight like girls in this patriarchal demon infested world they're the charmed ones they're the charmed ones they're the charmed ones charmed a spellcast hi hi hello hi everyone we're back again you thought You'd seen The Last of Us, um, but no, we've actually grown in size. <laughs> we've grown stronger. Yeah, because we've added a very special guest. You you might remember her from such hit singles as that one time she was on Charmed as Spellcast, <laughs> <laughs> and the other times that uh, Shayna and Bryce keep addressing their one listener. Please everybody give a warm welcome to Liana Kindler! Yay! Hello! It is me, back again, years later, literally years later, but still listening to Charmed to Spellcast, and now I'm finally on it yet again. Yeah, since your previous appearance, we have aged. The world has aged. (laughs) The world has aged. We are worse off than we were before. Yeah, I would say that things have only gotten worse for everyone. But, I mean, this this is a market occasion. Glad to have you back. You're a friend of my life, as well as a friend of the pod. Um, and thank you, yeah, thank you. And with as, you... As Liana, as Liana would know, um, like like cheese, we only get better with age. So... <gasps> this is true! And also, I feel like on the topic of the world getting worse, sometimes cheese gets a little bit worse before it gets better. <laughs> so maybe we're just in that like little slump and then... The better mold will grow over and we'll be in a beautiful, better place. I would say this pod got, like, five times more chaotic since we began it, I would Mm -hmm. say. I think we've been... We're moving into our experimental phase. Like, we started with a plan. We started having listened to a lot of other podcasts and being really excited by traditional forms, um, which still are, like, comforting and, and... done much more professionally than than ours is but i think now we're we're moving into like stream of consciousness soundscapes <laughs> oh for sure it's it's apathetic chaos yeah um, i feel like that's all my brain has time for or like I, I i like i feel like structure might have been helpful at the beginning but now i'm at the point where it's like structure is overwhelming just throw it at me <laughs> throw throw everything you got at me in whatever order it takes and I'll just process it as I go. And this is why you're our one listener. <laughs> this is why I have held on the entire time, because when things go off the rails, I'm like, well, this makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Um, Liana, for our, our listeners who don't recall, do you want to to tell our audiences at home who you are and what your connection is to Charm to Spellcast? Yes. So my name is Liana. Um, I met Bryce and Shayna at UCLA while we were involved in a certain musical group that attended certain sporting games and wore certain chest-high wool pants and military-style coats with yellow capes. Um, I won't tell you what it is. Um, I think you, a lot of you might have not been able to tell from the hints. It's a pretty like niche, small thing. But anyway, we met um, performing in this band together because we all played the same instrument. Um, and now <laughs> we've all jet off to, to New York and followed better and bigger ventures than... Um, a, a, a band that may walk, um, may have provided in the beginning. <laughs> they may have um, marched. May, they may have even marched to the toot of their own drum. Nope. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> oh, now I'm imagining, like, if you hit a drum, it just makes fart noises. <laughs> oh, Maybe a better band. I also want to clarify that when, when Liana says um, they've, they've come to New York for Bigger and Better Ventures, it is me. I am the Bigger and Better Venture. They've come for That's me. true. Yes, yeah, this is first true. First it was Bryce, then, then it was me, then it was Liana. And now there are three. And now, and there, now are there are three. <gasps> Power of three! Ah! Ah! 
Okay, but like, who's who? <laughs> Ooh, I like that. I want to hear like a listener oh. survey. Okay. I want to hear a listener survey. Well, I'm the only listener. So. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Liana, tell us. Um. Oh, that's really hard. <laughs> I'll have to get back to you next week as a listener because right now I'm a guest, so the listener survey will have to follow when I'm a listener, inevitably listening to this later. Okay, okay. really dug Fair. your own hole there, Fair. but you know what? I did. I originally was going to say that I felt like, like, I feel like there are elements of each, like, and this is every character in the world, but I feel like there are elements of each character that we have inside. Like, I feel like, Bryce, you have a lot of Piper's, like, personality and, like, situations that make me be like, oh, you can't see my face, listeners, but I had, like, the hard eyes, kind of, like, sad dog, like, mm, face on when I made that noise. And, Shayna, you have a lot of Phoebe in you, um, but also a lot of Piper, and also a little bit of Prue. I don't know. I don't know. And, wow. and I feel like, like, I make food, but, like, Piper doesn't make food anymore, so I don't know. I feel like do you, got a little do bit you of that Phoebe. To- do you want to kiss Leo? I mean, sometimes. Okay, then you're Piper. <laughs> I, oh, no. I she do think, also sometimes. I think Liana does have a lot of Phoebe energy, though. Just that kind of, like, um, ready Chaotic to go. Energy. Yeah, like, hey, just ready to go and, like, explore new experiences and, like, be, be you. Um, and, like, yeah, you can it's... really hear me saying, like, hi-ya! Like, <laughs> just normally. <laughs> Yeah. My my survey would have been Bryce as Piper, Liana as Phoebe, and me as Prue. That would have been well, the So I, mean, I feel that, but only only if on the most like salient not salient, only on the most superficial aspects. Like if you just listen listen to Liana, you'd be like, Oh, she likes to make f- things happen, just like Phoebe. And if you listen to Shana, you're like, she cares about things and wants to be in charge, like Prue. And if you listen to me, you're like, ah, she's a prey animal, so she's Piper. <laughs> but these are only superficial. Like there's, like you said, Liana, I think we embody like all of the sisters mm-hmm. at, in some part of our components of us. We're all yeah. so you just we bas- we just basically shared our rising sign. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, fair. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I do. I do think that the prey animal description is is a little too harsh but i did i did think about the frequency with which i imagine and a like oh no <laughs> coming from you bryce so yeah <laughs> oh no not it. this <laughs> oh yikes um, I, I yikes yep exactly there it is my um, but anyway yeah Oh, go ahead. Oh, nice. So my mom says that we should spend less time talking about each other and complimenting each other. Um, So we're going to tear each other down. (laughs) So we're taking a new Hmm. turn with this podcast. Um, But I I thought that would lead us into manor keeping if we're all ready. Yeah, let's do it. Um, Well, I can start with what's happening in my life, but I don't want to impose as a guest just blabbing my way across the town. Oh, please, please. Um, So... While Bryce and Shayna have been in New York for a long time, I have recently made my way back after spending some time on the West Coast and then in Arizona helping my parents move. But I've been back in the city for about three weeks. And in those three weeks, I have acquired a full-time job, moved apartments. Um, I guess that's it, but that's already like a lot. Finished oh, and, and finished the semester of grad school. Um, so it's been a beep bopping banging three (laughs) weeks of being busy and this past week and weekend I feel like I finally settled into what the next couple of months are going to look like for me and you know what it feels good it feels really good went to the farmer's market in McCarran Park um, got a ton of really delicious veggies Um, I went rock climbing at a rock gym also near McCarran Park I saw some friends in the park and I saw saw little Brycey in person and I don't know, it's been it's been a nice time. So that's what's going on in my life. Honestly, no complaints. No complaints no complaints yet. We'll see by the end of this episode, honestly. That's how you do in a manner keeping. You have so much going on and you just shared it all and I just felt like just felt like I was listening to the book of your life, the story of your day. It truly is that there was so much that happened in so little time, but like prior to that it was like a whole lot of nothing. So 
I think I'm just at, I'm at a good point in my life to do an excellent manor keeping. Manor has Yay. been kept. <laughs> Swept and kept. There we Swept go. And kept. There's the manor. There there goes the neighborhood and there goes the manor. <laughs> uh, Bryce, what's up in your life? Um, so less, less like big things happening. I don't think I can deliver quite as well of a manner keeping as that. Um, I did write a couple of notes that probably Liana peeked at when we last saw each other last week, which was also very nice and fun because it's the first time we've seen each other in over a year. No, almost. Yeah. Ah, mm-hmm. Several, many months. Anyway. No, in like, in like six months. Cause I saw, I saw both of you during my birthday in September. Right. That was just pre you going back to the West coast. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, it's been, it's been, we've all aged as we've Too long. It's been too long. It's been too long. Um, so the notes that I made is that I recently saw an old video uh, that I took when I was in high school resurface on my Facebook memories. Um, it was back when I was like really into carrying around my DSLR around the hallways and like making like short skits and stuff. And I guess I left my camera like hanging out one day in the band room and some, and like it passed a bunch of different people's hands and they were all filming it and they were all like showing it around. So I just like put together a super cut of all these like different random scenes from all these different people who had stolen my camera. And it reappeared again in my Facebook memories. And I was like, nothing matters. Like to look at how much we've changed and how much life has changed and how much like my values and what is important to me has changed. I mean, looking at your little high school self and looking at yourself now, you're just like, we're always changing and growing. Don't don't be afraid of of, of nothing mattering. Yeah. Wow. I feel like that, that works really well with the episode as well. Actually, Ooh. of this this change and growth and and something seeming so important at at any one point in your life could be the most important thing ever, or it could just be a a leaf in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> um, Here today, gone tomorrow. And, and the second thing that I want to share, which I am sure Liana is already aware of, and I'm sure that Shane is probably already aware of, but Miss Cast 21 came out, and oh. Kelly Marie Tran was in it, and she did the song You and Me, but mostly me, and uh, everyone should watch it. And my favorite comment on the YouTube channel was, uh, every like it's just as I suspected, every story can be improved by Kelly Marie Tran playing every character. <laughs> yeah. Um, for those those of our listeners who don't know, Miscast is a fundraiser for MCC Theater in which actors, Broadway actors and and other stars are able to choose a tune that they would normally not be cast in the role for. And so you get a lot of kind of gender swapping, gender bending, and like age differences and things like that. And it makes for some really entertaining and memorable performances. It was so good. I, w- I watched it live. I can't believe I caught it live. Um, did Cynthia Erivo do something for it as well? Or did I, was that just like an old... I, I might have that been was watching an pre-show. old clip. But ugh, that was really good. And then um, a special mention to Annalie Ashford doing Mr. Mistopheles that in, in like a full cat suit. I, <laughs> oh my I, God. I, it, 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 was, it was so much, but also just, just the right amount. Yeah, that was that was fantastic. I love seeing somebody who goes for it one thousand percent. It's it's the best. It's so much more entertaining than someone who is like self conscious. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I'm gonna dress up in a full cat suit and film a number from cats in my backyard. Yeah, my the in the backyard thing really, really really was amazing. <laughs> Incredible. Hi, highly recommend. And Bryce, do you? Huh. Oh, I was going to say, Bryce, do you have more manor keeping? No, I was going to say, and now unto you. What is your keeping of oh, manor? unto mine. Um, well, hmm, there, there has also been way too much going on all the time, uh, both externally and internally, and I am trying to do a full-time job, take care of my, my mental and emotional health, and also plan to see my family in July, which I haven't seen them for about a year and a half now. Um, and I'm excited and I'm also, I'm kind of like, in a familiar way, I'm very exacerbated um, because I have been texting my mom about like, I'm so excited to come home and like, I'm just gonna lay on the beach and I'm and I'm going to just lay down for like, three days and uh and she said yep but 
but don't forget, you have a bunch of stuff you have to get rid of. Oh, man. Nothing and like that mom <laughs> curveball every time. Oh. Of, but don't forget, you need to empty the entire house of all of your old belongings. Yeah, you Real have to erase energy. your existence. <laughs> it's Which is, like, of course a little, you know, a little frustrating and annoying because as a kid, it's like, Mom! Again? <laughs> Um, but then it's nice to be able to ha- still have that because I haven't in a year and a half. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's, it's a reminder. It's, uh, it's something I'm both grateful for and, and like, know that I'll, I'll feel like a, a teenager when mm-hmm. I'm there again. So I'm, I'm both excited and, and yeah, already annoyed. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hi, Mom. And I'm very nervous to be traveling. But this weekend, actually, was the first weekend that I really did any sort of thing that I've been allowed to do since having a vaccination, being fully vaccinated. So I I went to my partner's drag show, which was outdoors, but I'd never been to a drag show in the like last 14 months. And I ate outside, like, at a a diner. They had a big patio. And so we went and, like, had a first meal at a restaurant, which was wild and lovely. But also I was so nervous the whole time. And, like, as the waiter was coming over, I was like, ah, gotta put my mask back on. Ah, like, felt felt like a little meerkat, almost (laughs) just, like, back down into my hole and then popping back up. So you're um, really feeling Bryce's prey animal feelings, yeah. it seems. Yes, that I feel like that would be my uh your piper moon. That would be my moon probably. Mm. Would be moon? a piper. Oh. Yeah, meerkat moon. <laughs> meerkat moon. Um uh, well, I'm yeah. happy for rising, you. Rising rising prue which is actually I'm a rising Scorpio. Yeah. So she is a Prue, strong Scorpio. Prue is my rising. Um, I think Piper would be my moon, and then Sun would be in in Phoebe. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that's correct. But anyway, I've I've blathered on a bit because there's been so much going on that I can't really keep track of. Uh, but working so much, excited to take a little vacation, and also nervous to get on a plane, and also. I've been keeping up with NYC mayoral politics, and that's been a freaking doozy. So, I I remembered I signed one person's clipboard, and now I get three thousand texts a day that are like, yep. "Why did you sign the clipboard, Bryce? Why I don't know. Clipboard? They asked me to, and I said I would." Pray and will, you, will you vote? No. <laughs> Good day, sir. <laughs> I missed the tea. What happened with uh, Diane Wallace? Morales. 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 So the the tea. Welcome to our extremely local podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, New York's a big place. I well, still, I the the tea is that uh, Diane Morales was like very much on the platform of being like the progressive candidate and had really really good platforms that were all about like union solidarity and about labor laws and about like fair better labor laws and about drastically slashing the NYPD budget. Uh, All of the campaign platforms that came out were really, really good. Um, And then, and then, in a twist that is so upsetting, uh, she fired four of the people on her staff who were leading a campaign to unionize within within the campaign. so it's a campaign within a campaign and as someone who is a union candidate union busting is like a very very bad look and Mm -hmm. simply to me to me it signifies like well i guess that a lot of this really is talk um because within your own microcosm within within the place that you control the money that that probably shows us a pretty good example of of what would actually happen. The action speaks louder than words. Uh-huh. So who who knows? But in in light of such an unstable situation, 
definitely moving my ranked choice vote to Maya Wiley, who was just endorsed by mm, Alexandro Casio Cortez. Ooh, nice. I gotta look A into A good the... sign. Yeah. Also cool. Ranked vote is happening in New York City. Very exciting. Yes, it mm. is. Anyway, okay, that was a lot. We always get off on, or get off, oh my god, we always get <laughs> onto a lot of different topics. <laughs> Getting off on this union-busting uh, topic. Off on politics. Don't do it. Don't simp for a politician. But I was, I was saying we always get onto tangents <laughs> whenever I do manner keeping, and I apologize. <laughs> Liana was so concise. Bryce had like a two-point structure, and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. If you start talking about voting, it just is a can of worms that you, you really can't uncan. You just can't spilling out. You can't recan the worms, man. <laughs> you you can't uncan. Sometimes you just can't can the can of canned worms. Uh, were, yeah. Okay. So, charmed Murphy's luck. Charmed. Uh, which was, excuse me, which was aired in March 30th of 2000. It was directed by John Boring, I believe is how you pronounce his name, and written by (laughs) David Simpkins. And it had some very fun guest stars. Uh Uh, We had Amy Adams as a guest star. Um, Have you guys seen the... TikTok series. It might also just be a, like a YouTube series where this woman does mouth acting. No. Yes, ah. but I did make a note about how Amy Adams was mouth acting the house down the entire episode. Yes! I primarily recognized her. Like, I stopped the screen and I, I was like, I recognize that mouth acting anywhere. Is that Amy <laughs> Adams? I, when oh my we were god. Um, Shannon, you gotta this, check it out. This it's actor, very good. this mouth actor is going to have an oscar before amy adams does oh herself is that, is that like a point of contention amy adams doesn't have an oscar yeah because she's been nominated many times and has not won oh it's like uh glenn close as well as is one of those mm-hmm. they always lose out to meryl meryl um, <laughs> meryl again meryl. why but it's it's not just amy adams who is a, a very important guest star in this it's Arnold Vosloo who played the Scorpion King in The Mummy. Editor's note. Hours later, Shana would realize her mistake. It wasn't the Scorpion King in the episode we watched. It was indeed the mummy itself. Who? Was he the villain? He was the Darklighter. What? What? Yeah. Yeah, this was a stacked cast. And that's like a real villain. Huh. Anyway, anyway, very exciting. So, Murphy's Luck. Uh, should we talk about the three intersecting lives? Yeah, should we do our rising uh, and split it up the sisters among us? Oh, sure. That would be fun. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, sounds good. Um, all right, let me see. I can do Piper first. Um, her big story arc is that she finally professes her love to Leo, uh, but there's a blip because Leo wants to become a white lighter again so he can help save them and help protect the world. And then he does become a white lighter again. And so now he's like, ah, oh, but I know that that was like what was keeping us apart. And then she doubles down and she says, no, we're still gonna stay together. We're gonna work through this. Um, and so it's, it's kind of about her committing to this uh, love that she has for Leo once again. Mm-hmm. And I guess I'll go next. For Phoebe, I feel like she really... Her her main role in this episode is being, like, a supportive sister. Because, like, I don't remember her having, like, a really big, like, plot role other than being there for Piper when Piper needed to talk out what was, like, going, with, going on with her and Leo and Dan and being there with Piper again to talk about, like, what had happened with Prue and, like, the traumas that Prue was facing. And it seemed like she was just, like awesome supportive sister sporting that really really cute look um the look in question was a tattoo parlor shirt um a little green beaded necklace two little cute space buns and a not to forget like a waist a waist area body chain oh yeah 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 yeah. everybody had some fashion this episode it was 
it was very exciting. Everybody looked really good. Um, also, again, Phoebe was just the reasonable one. Mm-hmm. When when people kept people keep not expecting her to be, and she always is. She always and has. She's like studying too. She's like been doing a lot of studying for because she's she's getting a psychology degree, I think, or she like went back to school. Um, I think so. But I feel like in the beginning of the episode, she was like, "Can you guys keep it down? I'm trying to study," and I'm like, "No." Oh. <laughs> There was like really a, you rising. There was a moment or something where someone was like, "Do this or do that," and she was like, "I'm just a student, man. Like, I don't, I don't have any control here." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, that was so funny. No, it was Amy Adams was like, "You two are angels," and, she, oh. and Phoebe was like, "Just a student. <laughs> I'm just a student, and life is a nightmare." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So for Prue's Prue's journey, Prue's goes on a big old journey. Um, and we do have, I think we should say that this episode contains not only themes, but some direct, like, suicidal ideation. So if that's something that you're sensitive to, need to take some time away from, or just don't feel like listening to, is probably not the episode for you. Okay, now, now that we've, now that we've established that, uh, Prue is starting off on her new journey as a professional photographer she has an excellent portfolio but the problem is she had a big gap in her resume between taking photos as a younger person and getting into the auction house world and the corporate world um she's being treated as if she was a mom basically i know <laughs> like, I, I was this is this something that's like normal in the industry if they're like you don't have this work experience in your resume isn't it more like based off your portfolio I would think so but I've never tried to get a gig off of photography alone um but yeah I I don't think it's in quite that realistic especially because the boss that she is auditioning for uh is super callous and like demanding but in like a very strange melodramatic way actually maybe it's it's just like real life i, I can't say <laughs> well um, I, I thought i thought even the, the demands of the boss were like also weird because he was like you yeah. have to get this shot otherwise we can't my job is on the line and i'm like why yeah would you why would you <laughs> why would you have someone you haven't even hired yet do the most important shot of the week or or what it's very strange um but you know it's all set up for Prue's journey in which she inadvertently becomes a, a guardian angel to someone who is having a real rough day, actually a real rough series of days whose luck has been turned upside down. And by becoming her guardian angel, she invokes the wrath of the Darklighter that has been following this person and trying to have her take her own life, essentially. So then Prue gets that target put on her own back and has a seriously bad day herself. That was pretty good. Yeah. Sad time for Thank Prue. You. All right, bad bad time for Prue. And a and a tough time for Piper and Leo. And Phoebe, well, she's just a student. She's just a student. Just a student. <laughs> hey Bryce. Hey yourself. Do you know what time it is? Never. Uh, well, it's time to hype our incredible, one-of-a-kind sponsor, Super Yucky. The team at Super Yucky loves movies, so much so that they've dedicated every waking moment of their life to bringing you top-quality merchandise to showcase your love for film and TV. They've got everything. From super soft t-shirts saluting the brave us out there who love to watch movies by ourselves, to comfy sweatshirts and aprons commemorating historic events like the night Stanley Tucci made a Negroni. I will never forget it. <laughs> Plus, the team at Super Yaki screen prints all their apparel using eco-friendly, 100% water-based inks, and ships using compostable poly mailers for an environmentally friendly alternative to online shopping. And, as a special gift to you, listeners can save 10% on their order with code SUPERCHARMED. All caps, no spaces. At checkout. If the spirit moves you, find them at superyaki.com. I miss going to the movies so much, but wearing my Super Yaki A Penny Marshall film shirt does at least give me a little feeling of connection to all our friends out there ceaselessly watching and yelling about movies. 
I think I want their Jennifer's Body or Judy Greer or Kelly Marie Tran merch next. But it is so hard to choose, so maybe I should get all of it. <laughs> yes, I have a hat. Yeah, you do. So remember, go to superyaki.com and use Supercharmed for 10% off at checkout. You too can have a hat. That's S-U-P-E-R-Y-A-K-I dot com. Um, so yeah, so let's talk about it. So they, they start out, they start out, actually, they don't start out within the manor. They're, we're, we went over Prue showing her portfolio and yeah, see audition the audition in this in this very funny 2000s themed photo shoot of men just like undefined men they're like i don't know what they're they're doing a calendar photo shoot it looks like i blanked it all out it's like yeah, it's most, just blankness to me it's the most boring chippendales calendar it's like chippendales if they were just wearing clothes um I'm like yeah, on the I, set of the PBS show Zoom. Like Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> so exactly confusing. That's exactly what it was. So Prue's in this warehouse and showing her portfolio and and the boss tells her to try out for me, go take a better photo of this person, Maggie Murphy. Ma- McMurphy? I don't know. Maggie Murphy. So it's a very overly Irish name. Too Irish. Too too oh. Irish one might Trying say. Trying too hard to prove that she's Irish. Yeah. I guess I I did I forgot this episode came out March 30th, so it was probably like huh. a St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day kind of thing. Yeah, I was expecting there to be some sort of leprechaun. I know, some, where's the leprechaun yeah, stuff? But uh but no, they didn't go there yet. They will later in the series. It'll be one of those oh, things. Oh no. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Oh yes. Um Charmed is a really wonderful show sometimes because it's just indiscriminately offensive to just everyone uh which is very like late 90s early 2000s i think um which we had talked about before about fashion the Mm -hmm. fashion trends of that era kind of being like everything is appropriate Mm -hmm. we're gonna take everything doesn't matter gonna totally decontextualize it but everyone can wear whatever they want um so anyway Prue goes to Maggie McMurphy's Murphy, I don't know, to take <laughs> to take a better portrait and right as she pulls in in her shiny shiny convertible that's definitely an upgrade from last season. Uh, she, she got less see, a job but more a car. Hmm. Uh, we should <laughs> we should all be so lucky. Uh, <laughs> and pursue our passions. Yeah, well you had to get that car cuz it comes with the lifestyle. This is true. Of a, of a hot and shot blue San Francisco. And coat also comes with a lifestyle. Fashion. I love this blue <laughs> coat. I love this blue duster coat. Uh, like a baby doll top. That was a blue, light blue top with red lining and then red leather pants. And very Great. colorful, tiny bead necklace. Loved it. I This was top, top 10 outfit for Prue for me. Um... But anyway, so she arrives at the scene, only to see, bum bum bum, from above, there is someone attempting to jump off the the roof of the building. No. No. And no. And who could it be? But oh no, Amy Adams. Not Amy Adams. It's Amy in Adams. In her mouth that is acting. And also the guy who plays the scorpion. Kiss? Yeah, it was wild. I like I saw Amy Adams' name and I was like awesome, and then I saw him show up and I was like what? <laughs> anyway, he's a good villain. Okay. Yeah. So he's the dark lighter. We'll learn that later, but we, let me just get that out of the way now. He's convincing Amy Adams, aka Maggie, to jump off the ledge, and Prue inserts herself into the situation. Astral projects to Maggie, tells her not to jump. Uh. Maggie does anyway, or I think she falls off or trips or something. A little like that. combo of all three. Yeah, it's one of it's. She's backing away from Prue. She's like, "You can't save me. Nobody can save me," and and then she falls off the roof. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Prue uses her other power. Well, well, she's Prue. Multi-pa- Prue grabs her first. Yes. Oh yeah, grabs her by the hand. Mm-hmm. And then she can't Which hold I didn't on. Think was that possible in astral projection? That's what I thought. That's I was a like, good oh question. wow. 
She's actually, she's fully there. She's a physical form. Yeah, she grabs onto her and Amy Adams is like, I can't, or like she says, I can't hold on. Then Amy Adams says like some really sad thing about how she doesn't deserve to live. Yeah. Yeah, it's very sad. It's a repetition of what Mr. Scorpion King has been telling her, her. but she's been, she's been unaware that he's a force, the bad force in her brain, the bad voices. Mm -hmm telling her she's worthless and and she makes everything go wrong and and she's responsible for the deaths and the misfortune of people she loves so she says i don't deserve to live and she lets go but but as bryce was saying (laughs) oh yeah she uses uses her other power freezes her other power and i like softens her fall and uh Maggie catches a glimpse of Prue before Prue scurries away, and she's like, oh, it's an angel, and then credits. An mm. angle. An angle. Um, also, shout out to the bad green screen work of, like, Amy Adams, <laughs> like, shooting across flailing. the screen onto an awning, and there's, like, a, a short shot where it's, like, her sailing, and it literally looks like a cutout of her that they just, like, dragged across <laughs> the page. Does anyone remember the, the, what was it, the panther from, um... <laughs> back in season one yeah yeah i need like yeah (laughs) anyway exact same yeah oh i love that panther i miss rex same that That was was a good good villain uh the only thing to note of credits is that dan is still here bum 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 okay and then as the next scene opens uh uh-oh piper has to break up with dan and doesn't know how Uh uh-oh and and phoebe is trying to console her um and Piper's like, oh, I can't write him a letter. And I was like, oh, I got broken up with a, with a note once <laughs> in middle school in the school library. It was humiliating. Oh, really? Yeah. It's actually, it's very funny now. Um, it was, it was someone who became my mortal enemy. <laughs> <gasps> my mortal enemy. Villain origin story. <laughs> it's like, you broke up with me in a note in the library? That's my safe place. Um, so, <laughs> like, knowing you now checks out. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm evil. Okay, so, anyway, uh, there's some weird ponytails going on in this episode, was a note that I put. <laughs> <laughs> Important part. Um, I have that next Daryl is with Maggie mm-hmm. at the police, the police station. Precinct. Yes, yes, and she's talking about being saved by an angel. Um, oh, Daryl! Oh no, again! <laughs> Please don't let it be the charmed ones. Yeah, I hate it when it's the charmed ones. <laughs> Daryl's so annoyed by this like tale that she's telling. She's like, "It was an angel. She appeared out of nowhere." <laughs> Daryl's like, like, "Did that angel have short black black brown hair and was wearing a blue duster coat?" And nah. she's like. Yes. <laughs> oh man, they're all stuff to do. He can't. He can't deal with this. Um, so anyway, he calls to the manor and he's like, "You gotta come." Or he says that. No, uh, he told them to. He told them distinctly to stay away so that Amy oh. Adams doesn't ID them. But but you know what they do? Immediately go to the police precinct. <laughs> um, the opposite of what Daryl says. Daryl, he just. That's why he's so annoyed. He never gets his respect. So Piper and Leo are uh, hanging out while this is happening. They're in the club. They're in P3 and they're being super awkward around each other <laughs> um, because Piper has not yet told Leo what her decision is. Uh, but finally we do get that scene that Piper tells Leo that she loves him and she chooses him. And she tells him this right after uh, Leo gets in trouble for staring at her butt. <laughs> Perfect. I thought it was very cute. Actually. Me too. Yeah, it was a very awkward, cute, straws all over the place kind of moment. Yeah, Leo getting overwhelmed by Piper's ankles. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, an ankle. Yeah, um, I, th- I thought it was sweet. Uh... The one that I have after that was when we're back at the police station and um, the demon shows up. I I think that if the 
Amy Adams like being swiped across the screen is one of the worst special effects that we've done this season. I feel like actually that demon turning into the police officer like behind the fogged glass, pretty cool. One of their best pretty works. Good. Yeah. 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 I feel like this episode is super mixed in that way for me because most of it is actually really good. Like it's a it's a mystery episode. We don't actually know exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. They're building to something. We know that something, you know, supernatural and nasty is happening, but we don't know why. We don't know exactly what. And we've got some really good acting. We don't know from where. Amy Adams. We don't and know honestly where. from Scorpion King. He was very yeah. compelling and really, really creepy. Scary. Both of them were really good. They were like, we know this is just a 2000s TV show, but we're going to give it our all. And they really did. They really did to us. So we've, so we've got that. And we've got an interesting story. Um, and we have Piper and Leo having like cute moments and getting back together finally. And then it takes a turn because it gets, gets into some like really dark subject matter. So... Eh, it's like the worst special effects and the best <laughs> and the best acting and also the worst cause. So any anyhow, it's a it's a an episode of of polar opposites mm-hmm. in my opinion. Which makes it uh memorable, but I didn't remember it when I first started watching it, so I wonder if I just erased it from my mind. So also anyway, traumatic. Very traumatic. So they, so Prue and Phoebe get to the police station, and just just as Amy Adams' character is scared that she's going to make all these terrible things happen because she's in a room with guns and lots of stuff that could go wrong, and Mr. Demon Darklighter has transformed into a policeman, or just, you know transfigured himself in, into a police uniform in order to just sit there and like watch himself wreak <laughs> havoc. Um, very evil, very sadomasochistic. He's applauding his own uh, work. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> don't play with your food, but I want to. And he doesn't understand why all of a sudden Prue has cast a spell that has taken away his curse, his ability to curse, to curse uh, Maggie. And Maggie suddenly is saving Daryl from falling, for instance. And, and her luck does a 180. So he's like, what what the hey? Who the what, what happened? What the what? And where? Um... And why? And how does it affect you? And then he sees it's Prue. Um, I, and I know we said that this was a mystery, but just to cut to the chase, the mystery ends up being that this is a dark lighter and there's a type of dark lighter that tries to kill future white lighters by um, encouraging them to die by suicide. And so this is what is happening. Maggie is going to be a future white lighter. This is a dark lighter that's trying to stop that. And he, because Prue has fixed her curse, the dark lighter wants to kill Prue so that the curse goes back onto Maggie. Um, and I say all that now because I want to talk about the deep stuff in this episode. Okay, let's do it. Okay. All right. So what are our thoughts about Prue and her traumatic past? Mm, sad. Traumatic. She already had a tough time of watching her mother die. Did we yeah. forget about that? I didn't, I didn't think they were going to add anything else, honestly. But they did. They added this whole situation with Phoebe in a car accident. Uh, but Prue has already had an extremely traumatic past, and we've already seen her have to break out of losing her mother with the the episode at the summer camp, and also feel feel responsible for k- taking care of her sisters and anything bad that's ever happened to them, and losing Grams, all of it, and losing Andy, and, and Andy. losing Andy, they she really oh, yeah. I feel like they didn't need to add this second story, the second past. They could have built on no. so much of what we already know as an audience and would have related to. I agree with you. I think that's definitely a point that could have been more powerful if if it had trusted the audience. Um, I really take issue... I know this is not exactly about Prue, but I take issue with this idea of 
uh, the dark lighter has to make the future white lighters commit suicide so that they won't be able to be a white lighter. I think that's like a very Christian moralistic kind of idea, which I which I hadn't really thought about. Um, but this this idea that like taking your own life is is such a sin mm. that you wouldn't be able to become a white lighter. Interesting. Wait, so does a person need to die before they become a white lighter, but it has to be like death in battle or something heroic? Yeah. Mm. So killing killing yourself, taking your own life is not not considered heroic, which you know, dying in battle is not necessarily heroic either. Mm-hmm. Um but the the rules, I think we're learning more about the rules of this world of this this hierarchy. We already know we don't like it so much because Leo has some very strict codes about, you know, not being able to date Piper and mm-hmm. and all of that. But I think just as it as it fills in more and more, there's more to dislike <laughs> about the higher bureaucracies of magic. Mm-hmm. Um, but going back to Prue, I I definitely agree that like we could have just explored her past, um, as as we know it. But it, I thought it was somewhat powerful and interesting to just go into the thought that like not supernaturally even if you feel like you have your entire life together you can have a really bad day and you can be thrown back to a past self a past feeling when when nobody was there to help you or to reach out to you and and you felt so isolated alone in your body and in your your mind um, I think that's something that deals with the idea that healing is not linear, that you can feel like you should be making progress a hundred percent of the time and just going in a, in a, a straight line or an, an exponential curve, suddenly you're better and you're never going to have to drop back down to that place of hurt and sadness, but that's just not true. Mm-hmm. I also think that they personified what it can feel like to be dealing with the demons mm. in your own mind. Because mm-hmm. Prue's just walking down the street and she's like, no, you're fine. You're doing this. You're doing great. And meanwhile, the Dark Lighter's like behind her saying, no, Prue, you're doing horrible. You're causing all these people pain. And so it's just like, is her trying to convince herself otherwise? But it's also her voice, which is the Dark Lighter's voice, telling her that that's wrong too. Um, and I think it was an interesting way to, well, I don't know if it was an interesting way, but I think it was a good way to make that seem cinematically or entertaining. I feel like that's yeah, interesting because I actually took it like the opposite way because I feel like it downplayed the severity of those thoughts because with the dark lighter it was like taking it fully out of the individual's like own own self and it was kind of blaming it on an external force where in reality this is like something that happens from within and I think that your reading of it Bryce like I hope that that's the reading that most people take from listening to it and like watching this episode but I just like something just struck me wrong about like being like well it's all because of this one magical thing and magic can make it can make your depression go away and make these voices go away and it's not you and like I I think it really like teeters the line between like having some elements of being problematic by by separating um the the causes from like one individual one's individual experience versus um yeah yeah. I I just it it, like didn't sit with me well but after your description of it it sits with me a little bit better Actually, I'm really glad that you brought up your criticism of it because I think that it tempers my reaction to it because I realize you're right. They make it seem like if you just stop having bad thoughts, you'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's that's part of the metaphor of like sci-fi and fantasy shows is that people are able to externalize the inner demons by making them into real demons Mm -hmm. um which is something that of course is like very very popular with buffy as Mm -hmm. as a show that did it really successfully i think with charmed they do it semi-successfully in which you kind of have to read it as a fable Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. almost in in order to be like, oh, I can take this away from it instead of this is what they're telling me. Because I think if we if we took like this is what they're telling me, then they'd be wrong like ninety nine percent of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I can see both. I can definitely see both. I think mm-hmm. there is magic as an like absolution of things is really difficult when it comes to thinking about mental health yeah Mm -hmm. um or actually also not not just mental mental health and mental illness but physical disability as well Mm -hmm. there there have already been a couple of episodes on charmed in which somebody's physical disability is suddenly alleviated it was never there because of magic um which which is something that just doesn't happen uh-huh. in life. So to to think that the ultimate goal of like this supernatural element is to suddenly take away all of all of the things we would view as impediments or problems is is a little puzzling and a, can definitely be like a little depressing. Uh-huh. I feel Okay, I feel like my final view on this after all of this uh, information gathering is that I agree, it feels a little bit wrong. Like that's my first instinct when Charm does something that's about a very heavy topic like suicidal ideation. I feel like what they're doing is probably not exactly right. Um, So I Mm -hmm. I agree with Leon on that. But I also think that part of it, like what Shannon was saying about how they tried to make it not seem as if magic is the only thing in the world because at the very end, they talk about how Prue also felt like this a long time ago and how this was something that she might continue to deal with in the future. And she has this picture to remind her of like, I will have this, or I had this feeling in the past. I want to remember that. Um, <laughs> but then she burns it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? It's charmed. Ah, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there, there are so many, there are so many moments where it's like, oh, this could be really interesting and like, a very strong statement that it's not really hard left hard left out of that territory (laughs) exactly Um. although there was another there was another part of this a very small part of this um just as long as we're kind of in the topic of like mental illness mental health um in which they're talking to the dark lighter as he's posing as a psychiatrist Mm -hmm. um where maggie murphy has been like recovering and he's it's so evil he's like nope she's never going to get better (laughs) actually she's fucked up forever um she's never gonna recover from her trauma which of course is like that's a worse nightmare there are so many worse nightmares in this episode to me of this like isolation and institutions completely like taking somebody taking an individual down um and then Phoebe's like, I don't agree with you. <laughs> Actually, I think you're wrong. <laughs> I think you're very wrong. Um what, what I like about Phoebe is that as a student, she goes up and she's like, I've taken a couple of psychology classes. I think I can talk about this as well. Which I yeah. mean, compared to the fake psychiatrist, I suppose she can. Right. But I actually like that because I thought it was an example of like, if you hear something that strikes a chord with you like in in such a way especially with mental health it's really difficult to find like a mental health professional that you trust Mm -hmm. for instance or that you find like a really comfortable balance with in which you trust somebody but don't give them like full authority over Mm -hmm. your life and so i think we don't really talk about advocating for yourself yeah mental health professionals and obviously this is a super exaggerated example Mm -hmm. of somebody literally trying to kill someone and beyond, um, beyond so sorry, okay, finish what you were saying. Oh, go ahead. Um, be, beyond the field of psychiatry, psychology itself has had a very sordid past with the way that mm-hmm. it treats people who are historically oppressed or the way that it, it um, deals with mental illness. Um, and so this is just to add on that it is not a field that you should take as done. It is still in need of work. It is still being constantly contributed to. And there, there needs to be some big changes in it. I, I don't know. I read an article. I read a headline of an article somewhere that was like, there needs to be some big changes in the field of psychology. And I was like, that probably is correct. <laughs> yes, you're right. Clickbait title. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. It's not, 
it's not a done it's not a finished occupation there are a lot of areas into which there has been no study um because they're focused on what are considered to be like marginalized issues Mm -hmm. or people um scientists and there are a lot of like subjective and very racist Mm -hmm. (laughs) when it very racist and, and sexist very misogynistic so it's it's taking things with a grain of salt and remembering that your doctor or your especially your therapist is only another human and sometimes a demon (laughs) oh no um but but only on charmed but only on charmed so i just i was excited about seeing phoebe being so vocally opposed (laughs) to something that was very clearly wrong um and i i really appreciated that little moment even though it was you know literally because it was a demon is there anything interesting about the white lighter path um like learning that maggie could be a potential white lighter yeah that was that i feel like that was something that i didn't pick up on um when i I, maybe i just wasn't paying close enough attention to but i I guess that kind of reminds me of there was like an earlier episode where there was like they had to like save someone who's like a future witch and it was like that same sort of like fostering them young and like how it emerges young and how they need to be protected and it makes me think about like dark lighters too and like how how do they first come up into this world like yikes Ooh. Ooh. that's a really good point i hadn't thought about yeah, yeah. if if white lighters are made are are dyke lighters <laughs> <laughs> well now they're born are dyke lighters made <laughs> they're born this way baby <laughs> Oh my god. I'm gonna get in so much trouble. <laughs> Happy Pride. This episode. Happy Pride. <laughs> okay, well, you know, it is it is what it is. Dark lighters are born this way. <laughs> um it also it also begs the question of like everyone's destiny is so fragile. Cause mm-hmm. they can see from the start is that it? you're gonna be a white lighter, but maybe you'll die and then you won't be. Yeah. yeah. That's life. Maybe you will. Maybe you'll go into photography. <laughs> nothing matters, let me tell you. Nothing matters. As Facebook reminded us, mm-hmm. uh, nothing matters. But don't listen to Facebook. Listen to Evil. your heart. Mm, when it's uh, calling to you. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if we touched upon this as a plot point, but we. I feel like it's important to mention that Leo chose to become a white lighter again yes, because he was seeing mm. them all like be in high points of conflict and danger and he was like pacing up in in the attic of the manor being like oh, i can't <laughs> do anything please then he begs to the heavens please let me be a light white lighter again please 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 and then they do it and then he's actually the one who saves them in the end from the the dark lighter because he jumps out of a portal and tackles him to the ground yeah he like run run trans uh, transports himself orbs run orbs he's like he orbs and he's already running yeah (laughs) which is very funny he does he does save he doesn't actually save them really like yes they save themselves which is really funny because leo didn't actually need to do this they save themselves Mm -hmm. Um, but Leo is the person who, like, catches him away. the Dark Lighter. Yeah. Which is a very, very interesting thing, because really, they they didn't need him. But well, he chose to... I feel like you need a White Lighter at some point to take the Dark Lighter away to Lighter Jail. So I, I'm wondering, are they assigned another White Lighter if they didn't have Leo this entire time? I think they're supposed to be, but... It's a bureaucracy, oh. so it's probably on back order. Oh yeah, my god! There's a lot of red tape. Could could there be a better uh, community uh, solution to taking him away to White Lighter Jail? <laughs> Who knows? That's true. Maybe, maybe. Um, I do think it's it sucks that Leo was like, I gotta be the man," but also mm-hmm. it makes sense because he he thought it was hopeless. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he did that, all all I could think was like, "Ooh, Piper's gonna be mad." <laughs> yeah, 
But uh, but but they try to work it. They're deciding they're going to try to work it out. Uh, let's think about the very end of the show. Does anyone have any last thoughts about like how the show ended? Yes. Um, my specific thought is that Piper looked really good in the burgundy shirt with their hair down. That's it. Classic. Liana? Um, my final word was that in the in the bridge setting, um, it was very obvious that it was downtown LA in the background. <laughs> And I couldn't stop thinking about that. And also, I'm pretty sure that bridge is in Pasadena, so I couldn't stop thinking about that. I'm like, this isn't San Francisco. <laughs> uh, no. Um, so that's that's what I have to say is like, mind, mind your film location. Know that us locals will be able to spot that U.S. bank tower from miles away years in the future. I love it. Reprimanding the director to mind your film locations. <laughs> wow. Brush with fame. And now you're having another brush with fame many years later. 21 it, years later. Is it us? Are we the fame? <laughs> no, we're the little monsters? Question mark. Who knows? Pause up! <laughs> Happy Pride! Happy <laughs> Pride! That's the, that's the lesson of this. Um, and the, actual, the, other, the other final, final thoughts I have are about the bridge scene as well. Which is when, if you ever hear in your brain and like your anxiety thoughts personified or however however you you know process if you ever hear somebody say there's no dark lighter it's only me it's definitely a dark lighter <laughs> definitely it's something definitely a, dark a dark lighter would lighter. say look over your right uh, shoulder and the scorpion king will be there. will be there he oh will be God. there i Most- wish all the charmed ones a very happy go to therapy <laughs> Um, my last thought is that I don't even remember how the ending looked, but I wrote so soft. So I'm guessing that the ending was very soft. Oh, it was Piper and Leo. It was Piper and Leo deciding oh, they were going to, yeah. they were going to try Aww. to make it work. Soft. So soft. And that wraps up another episode. My God, we did it. We did it. We had many thoughts. Too many so thoughts, many. one might say. Yeah. Honestly, I thought it was a pretty good episode. I, I thought it was... I thought it was actually a, a pretty interesting episode. I liked mm-hmm. I liked this one more than the last few we've had. So we gotta do we gotta do our our villain ranking. Demon death, yes. Our demon death ranking. There wasn't really a death. I felt like we were denied no. a big death. Yeah. <sighs> there was away. there was like room for him to come back, I think. Yeah, I Ooh. think so too. Yeah. I but I am I am going to market a like three out of five Jeremy's honorarily because it was a pride themed episode and it was a dude on top of a dude <laughs> as a demon death so you know what three out of five Jeremy's happy pride and happy thus pride. with that every St. Patrick's Day episode is also honorarily a pride episode <laughs> woo <laughs> um, my quick rating is a three and a half out of five Jeremy's because I, I think you're right Liana we were robbed but there was a lot of suspense with the two sisters scrambling up the hill and them being like, turn around. And she was like, it's in, it's not a dark lighter, it's in my head. And you know, that was a lot of good attention mm. building. Yeah. Mm. It's I, a good direction. Yeah. I give it a two out of five Jeremy's just because I felt like he had already been conquered and it was like his death was just leo coming in at the end but i do think that the tension leading up to it was a lot but on a creepy factor i give him like a five out of five as a creepy villain he was so creepy like every aspect of him from the way he spoke as a demon to the way he spoke to like um piper and phoebe in the hospital as evil doctor like he just really exuded that evilness that reminded me of the episode of the x-files when there was that like evil demon that like lives in the air vents who could like grow his fingers really long that like got under my skin he gave me those vibes oh yeah that's good yeah he's a really good villain i think yeah if we were not doing villain demon death and we were just marking villain i would say five out of five Mm -hmm. as well no one does it like the scorpion king yeah, no one's like truly. Him. Wow. Well, thank you so much for listening. 
everybody as we went in a lot of different directions is this was a very this was a challenging episode which was exciting i thought um but anyway hi i'm shana you can find me um you can find me at bernadette teeters on instagram um or at my newsletter shanamacy.substack.com to read about the girls and gays that make movies worth watching woo Hey Bryce, uh, who are you? Me. I am Bryce. You can find me at your best Bryce on Instagram, also at finished Instagram, and presenting our special guest, Liana. It's me, Liana. Liana. You can find me at most um, social medias at Liana Kindler. Follow or her TikTok. At Liana K F S G, I believe, is my my TikTok and another Instagram. Or you could find me hiding in your vents with, with my yellow beady eyes and my long growing fingers. <laughs> Happy Pride. <laughs> We're ending Happy on that. Happy Pride. <laughs> That's it. Oh no, we gotta do the charmed uh, no, email. No, together, together, excluding Liana, but sometimes with Liana. <laughs> Uh, we're we're Charmed as Spellcast. You can find us at Charmed Spellcast on Instagram, or you can write to us, charmedspellcast at gmail.com. Send us a happy pride and your rising moon and, and sun charmed sisters signs, please. Okay, thank you for, for listening. Goodbye, we love you. Bye. Mayoral primaries. NYC. Ranked choice voting. One through five. May take weeks to know results. Gotta be patient. See you at the general election. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media. Audio for everyone.